Hello, and welcome to Talking Celluloid. I am Sam. I'm Todd. And I'm Rich. And put on your favorite flannel and crack open a brewski, because we're going to dig into dad action today. Hell yeah. Woo! Woo. Uh, but before we dive into this week's uh, topic, let's talk about what else we've been watching. Uh, let's start with you, Todd. You always have the most to say. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> I have watched a lot. What did I watch recently? I watched uh, Terry Gilliam's Brazil. Oh, fuck. Uh, what did you think? I, I liked it a lot. So Terry Gilliam. I've never seen someone, it. He's someone I have a like kind of unique, weird re, uh, response to in that like I like a lot of his films, but his direction isn't what normally stands out as the really good thing for me. But I, I've kind of changed my mind now because Brazil, which is this bizarre, like mistaken identity, future bureaucracy, sci-fi crazy world of great production and uh terry gilliam just directs the hell out of it and it's a great film i had heard about it for years rich kind of pushed me over the edge to finally watch it and uh i loved it brazil i suggest that to people i know rich probably has something to say about now, it. now todd well before oh. rich, todd real quick question for you so like i love dark city and people say mm -hmm. if you love or i had a friend who's like if you love dark city you should watch brazil how do you feel about that i would agree with that interesting for me i i love both yeah i guess i see the comparison dark city just feels darker for lack of a better you know what i mean yeah, I, I mean yeah it's a little more intense but yeah i think if you liked dark city there's a pretty good chance you'll like brazil okay so so one of the fun things about brazil is one of my all-time favorite movies i think it is listed as my number one favorite movie on letterboxd i have watched this movie like 10 times and it has done irreparable harm to my psyche um <laughs> but uh when when terry gilliam was uh was making this uh it was he was originally going to call it 1984 and a half and oh i love that, that that was a little bit dicey so he he changed it to brazil uh, but yeah, it is, it is one of the most unique, like sci-fi movies that I can think of. No shit. It doesn't feel, despite originally being called 1984 and a half, it doesn't feel like anything else that I've watched. Well, it's also, it's a comedy, but it's not a corny comedy, if that makes sense, which is somewhat unique in the future sci-fi world. Like a lot of times if they do a comedy, it's pretty over the top or, uh, you know, like, uh, a bit more satirical where this is just like a straight kind of like, well, here's, uh kind of funny british humor that takes place in this dystopian sci-fi world enjoy so it's funny i never i didn't know it was funny oh, yeah. okay yeah yeah, oh, it, yeah. It, it alternates between like funny and shocking and like sad and just weird like it really hits a lot of the emotions there uh also you know it 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 does do a little bit of prediction for a sci-fi movie like it it predicts youtube in my opinion like they <laughs> have like they have a scene where they're it's all about bureaucracy and a world that is increasingly bureaucratic and i've and seen more. the i've seen the room scene or whatever yeah. where the guy gets like the tiny room or whatever yeah i've seen yep. that scene online yeah uh well like there's a spot where like they're in an office building and you know you you have these like tracking shots and you're following the way through the office but as soon as the boss is gone everybody like switches their you know their computer screen over to the same television channel and they're all watching it and it like it really encapsulates what a lot of office work is like for people now oh yeah dude the <laughs> if, if you if you um by the way for the listener if you don't know about the alt tab thing on a, on a pc that is the best thing that's ever existed ever 
for watching videos and then alt tab and just have an Excel spreadsheet up and just be like, yeah, I'm just crunching numbers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Life hack. Yeah, they used to like call it. that the boss button. The boss button. <laughs> uh, how about um, you, Sam? Like what have you been watching? Uh, so we watched all of season one of The Boys. I know I'm late to the party here, but I finally watched it. I don't know if you guys have seen The Boys on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's great. Love it. It's pretty yeah. fucking fantastic, actually. Um, so we watched that. I, I mean, that's it's it's dark. It's a little bit. It's teetering on um, where at points it made me sad, which I guess is you know, good. It's evoking emotions. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I really liked it. I, I liked it quite a bit actually. And I love the lead character, Huey. He's just, he's grounded and it's, I, everything about that. I really like. So I enjoyed he's that show. Meg Ryan and, uh, what the fuck's his name? Um, the dude that was in like inner space and shit. Uh, it's Dennis something. Whatever. He has dude. famous parents. He, gotcha. he had his way paved for him. Gotcha. Okay. Well, he did. He does a good job. Yeah, he's, he's a good actor, but like, yeah, he's one of those. He was born into this. I hear this show has some similarities to the, that like animated show that just ended Invincible. Invincible. Everyone um, keeps yeah. trying to tell at work. keeps trying to tell me to watch Invincible. Oh, Dennis if, Quaid. That's the Dennis I was trying to think of. Uh, he's Dennis Quaid's son. Well, I loved Invincible, so maybe I'll have to check this out. And I do it's think really you'd fun. like Invincible. I'll add my name to the list of names. What about you, I Rich? Have, I have been keeping up the, the dad action party even outside of the movies we picked uh, and have unintentionally like sat through a lot of the, the staples of Midwestern father viewing. Stuff like uh, The Wild Bunch and Soylent Green and Easy Rider and The Dirty Dozen uh mm. and most of those i really liked also saw assault on precinct 13 the original one by john carpenter which was just badass hell yeah very nice uh but yeah like a lot of them are pretty fun a lot of them are kind of long the one that i didn't like was easy rider which i know that i'm gonna get in trouble for no, saying i that's that's besides um assault on precinct 13 that's the only other one i've actually seen and mm. i agree with you like i like it in tone and style but story-wise i couldn't give a shit less it had moments that were were good yeah, but overall yeah. i also was just stuck with the feeling of like the same people that told me that this movie changed their life voted trump in and became yeah like hardcore republicans so yeah. fuck them yeah i agree <laughs> Uh, but then otherwise i've i've been re-watching gravity falls because like i feel like i've run out of stuff to watch for the next couple weeks and i'm waiting for new stuff to come out and i will watch gravity falls over and over again excellent nice i just finished gravity falls uh with my daughter and we really loved it so never a bad time the, to watch the that gate show. subplot thing is one of my favorite of like all animation oh nice it's very well done um i i love it uh something else that i watched that was not with my daughter is the movie gummo uh has anybody seen the movie gummo i tried to and then i was like i'm not in the mood for this okay that's one of those movies that kind of leaves you with a gross feeling right it does it's uh are you familiar with gummo sam it's the harmony korean film Okay. okay so it takes place in xenia ohio and it's like some real footage mixed in with fake footage i i think there's a chance 
I don't know. It's possible you'd hate it. Most people either really hate it or really end up enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And I kind of ended up enjoying this film, but it's just super trashy. What Harmony oh, Kareem does. Oh, I've heard does. about this. Okay, yeah. I, now that you're, I'm putting all the pieces together, I've heard about yep. it. I kind of want to see it because as, as much as I hate cringe shit, mm -hmm. watching white or now yeah white trashy people like mm -hmm. doing things is like fascinating to me oh then so, this is your film yeah. you need to watch it because okay. that's basically what it is it's like i was like, enough to keep spring around the air for like three decades yeah, yeah it, it's fascinating to people so picture it's like uh artistically done uh weirdly edited uh film for the jerry springer generation okay yeah, and uh, it's not really a comedy. It's bizarre, though, and I did find myself laughing at times. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Harmony Kareem's kind of an interesting dude. I, I end up always being interested in his films at the very least, uh, and I always leave with questions. They always make me feel stuff. Sometimes I feel icky about what they make me feel. But uh, Harmony Kareem's kind of an interesting uh, dude for anybody who wants to check his work out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Todd, I'm very proud that you finally watched Le, Sam Le Samurai. I fucking love that movie. Oh, yeah. I forgot. We can quickly mention that. Le Samurai is just a cool movie. Uh, so I'd have to remember who that was, but Rich suggested this to me, and it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, it's basically like a, a 70s samurai, but Europe style noir film okay. um, it takes like noir and like the setup of like the hitman <laughs> and then just subverts a lot yeah right and it's done by a guy jean-pierre Mel uh, melville and it has this amazing performance by alan delon i'm gonna guess is how you yeah. pronounce his name um and it's just a cool ass film it's just I think cool. in my review yeah. i said yeah in my review i just basically emphasized this is a cool movie sometimes movies are just cool and that's yeah. all you can say about them when they're done so i uh, recommend that movie heavily that's how i felt about uh turbo kid i was like this movie's just I love fun movie Turn, yeah. like it's, just, it's it's cool i don't know what else to say about it i mean there's i mean you could talk about like the 80s nostalgia and all that shit but like at the end of the day i'm just like this is a cool movie had a good time <laughs> really enjoyed it absolutely no i get uh, it i watched a movie called frankenhooker which i don't know if have you guys seen frankenhooker i have okay i have you seen it rich okay nope <laughs> okay <laughs> So it's from the same guy who did Basket Case, uh, Frank Henenlotter, who did Basket Case oh. and Brain Damage. Mm -hmm. um, this is that tells the, me a little bit. Um, this is the biggest uh, movie he did at the time. I, he ended up doing one uh, bigger later. Uh, one million dollars for a budget. So a little that's bit a high more. class Frankenhooker. Yeah, um, I gotta say this movie is amazing. I love it. I am going to make this on my watch list at least once a year. It's weird. Yeah. It's fucked up. It's a great movie. And I want to watch it all the time now. So Frank Frankenhooker is actually, I, I left this movie finding it charming, which yeah. is like a funny word to say about a film that's uh, I am so confused movie. having seen Basket Case alone. And yeah. Brain damage. So it goes, for me, it goes brain damage is number one. I still think I like brain damage better. Frankenhooker okay. is just barely underneath that. And then Basket Case is down here. But, See, I like, I actually like Basket Case too, but that's a whole different discussion, I guess. Sure, but yeah, yeah, but I like, uh, 
Frankenhooker is really smart though, Rich. I would, I would actually great. give, give it an opportunity and check it out one okay. day. It's a great, like get yourself some cheesy poofs and some weed and beer and just have yourself a night. Cause it's really fun. I could mm-hmm. accomplish that. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I saw that it's on shutter. So yeah. yeah I'll, I'll I, give I it think a that's why we watched it. Cause it was like, what are we going to watch? And the first thing that popped up was newly added Frankenhooker. And it's like, well, our decisions made for us. So. <laughs> so what do we well, think time to talk some uh some dad action here maybe yeah. i think so so rich you came up with this idea for dad action which i love by the way this is my wheelhouse uh so i'm I, i'm excited but what made you think about dad action and what what would you call dad action okay so as somebody who grew up in the midwest like dad action is i i think a staple i mean i think it's a, a universal in this country but like it's very big in the midwest because like finished basements are a thing and like that's yeah. where you know you'll see a lot of like dads go the like i bought the surround sound system and this is my special tv and you'll stay the hell away from it and not touch anything on the goddamn setup and i'm gonna go sit by myself and watch some old action movies and you will leave me the fuck alone we mm-hmm. we had a my dad built our the house they still live in my dad built a house and it had an unfinished built uh basement forever and he finished it just enough for him to buy one of those big um i'm sure kids today today won't even know what we're talking about like those huge gigantic big screen rear projection tvs that oh, had yeah. like and like you couldn't play like 200 pounds yep and you couldn't wait you couldn't play nintendo on it because the the background would burn itself onto the image you know what I'm talking about on the screen? And that just made your dad like it more. Oh, dude. He, he had a reason to tell you to keep that <laughs> shit off his TV. He he drilled holes in all the ceiling and dropped a surround sound system in. And I'm pretty sure he all he watched on it was like movies that were not did uh, VHS tapes that did not have surround sound. It was just like fucking watching <laughs> fucking old Clint Eastwood movies. I'm like, you realize you're not using this technology, right? And he's like, nope, this is my room. I'm like, all right, it's fine. Buy like a shitty couch. <laughs> I'm pretty sure an entire generation of America's dads just went to you know theater, home theater stores rather than therapy, and like that was yep. how they they processed life. Yep. And like now that I'm getting older, like I've always like loved a lot of these movies, but yeah, I feel like my appreciation for them grows, even though I have no intention to ever be a father. But how do you feel, Todd, as the only dad of the group? How do you mm-hmm. know what brings you to dad? Action? Oh yeah. I I like that they're these like hyper masculine fantasy worlds, but that have like a heart to them, I think. And that is part of like the what you have to add to dad action, at least a little bit is there's this kind of slight morality tale to them a lot of times that it's not just pure mindless action. There's also some sort of like lesson learned, uh, I think, at least add in. And I always kind of find the morality and the way it plays into these movies to be kind of funny. Uh, so I think think i just get you know it drawn to in some ways they're just masculine soap operas uh tapping into all of these aspects of of masculinity that uh we want to see in these kind of like exaggerated forms and the good ones really hit hit the sweet spot for me like i love them i just think that they're hysterical and entertaining can i bring up how dumb i am all right Mm. when you guys said dad action i just thought you guys meant like movies my dad likes and then like it wasn't until we were watching the third movie we're like oh wait there's kids in all these movies 
oh, they're dads. Well, oh, that was unintentional. Like we picked okay. these movies, but I think Todd it happened to be a, 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 yeah, a dad okay. section. But of, I didn't even that dad took, action movies with dads. It, I literally didn't piece it all together until the third movie when he's like, "I'm gonna pick movies where the people are actually dads." I'm like, "Well, yeah, they're famous. They're rich as hell. They got wives. They're gonna have kids. Whatever." And then it wasn't until like the third <laughs> movie where I was like, "Oh no, there's kids in the movies. These are dads in the movies." I'm like, yes. oh, "Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha." That was my addition to the to the, to the trio. Is I, I really but I felt the like idea of dad. I literally dads. didn't connect the dots until Over the Top. So <laughs> well, I think there's always a component in these movies. Like it can't just be a a straight like you know balls to the wall action flick there has yeah. to be some level of heart there also usually is like some sort of like cheesy you know mantra or like life philosophy that like seeps through and like they're they're corny but they're a hell of a lot of fun yeah can i also go on a little bit of a rant here yeah That's more of a psa um so i want to start off by saying i don't ever take any joy on shitting on anyone's good time like, this is not my brand. Um, there's one movie I didn't care for at all. Um, but I, but I don't like, um, I don't want to, I don't, I don't take any joy in saying anything negative about something, especially if I know two of my friends like it. So <laughs> I will respectfully bow out at some point. But however, I will say the family elements of this is my girlfriend is obsessed with um, Hallmark Christmas movies, and I have watched a shit ton of them. That yeah. shit's on par with this shit. Like with the little kids, like this, when they are doing the family stuff, it is just as bad as Holiday in Topanga. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? and also like I would encourage, Absolutely. Like, don't bow out of the conversation. Talk some shit. Okay, like, I will. It, I, it'll yeah, make it interesting. <laughs> like well, I thing... recognize that these aren't good movies. They're just <laughs> okay. fun movies. Fair. I think the thing is, a good fan knows that these are the hallmark movies for men. That's why I yeah. called them yeah, kind of okay. like soap opera. Yeah. That's why I called them like soap operas for men. I don't have some grand delusion that these are like excellent films, uh, I... but I do really enjoy them, which is there part is... of the reason I rate them high. Yeah, there's one that I really liked, and one that was a surprise sleeper. That by the end, we're like, okay, we're having fun. I watched all three of these with my girlfriend. Oh, great! And, I'd love to hear her and, takes um, too. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we were kind of on the same page with all three of them. Mm. So, uh, so who wants to start us off for uh, for dad action? Yeah, can we? Uh, what order do we want to do the movies? Um, I think I'm gonna go first because I'm guessing that's the one you don't like. Which and, one? Uh, over the top. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All Hello right. and welcome back. Um, so we're going to dive into our movies. Rich, why don't you start us off? All right. Have you ever wanted to combine the, the enjoyment of a movie about truckers with the absurdity of a movie about competitive arm wrestling? Well, Sylvester Stallone has you covered with uh, 1987, I think. Uh, 87. Is, over the top over the top is a bad movie but i love it it's great um i used to work with a guy that would randomly just shout over the top dad over the top anytime somebody was doing something and nobody got the joke except for me but i appreciated the shit out of that <laughs> <laughs> i am not going to lie i wanted to hate this movie this is the third one we watched 
I love this fucking movie, dude. Or don't oh, love it. Wow. I, lo- I don't love it. I had a lot of fun with it. It's a terrible movie. It's yeah. garbage. But I did have fun watching it. Me and me and my partner had so much fun just kind of riffing on this movie that we didn't like the phones were down to the point like we were both watching it and just having fun, like making fun of this movie. Ooh. Yeah. And and yeah. I think this movie is made for that sort of, of treatment. Like this it should starts not out be... no timeout. This movie starts out with a Bruce Bruce Springsteen ripoff song called In This Country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is so ridiculous and so much fun that it's going to be in my head for like weeks at a time now. The well, whole on the soundtrack. topic of music, yeah, yeah. Giorgio Moroder uh, did the score. He is the father of disco and electronic music. Uh, yeah, he he really knocked it out of the park with this. Like, you've got the cheesy synth riffs. Oh, you, yeah. You finish with a song, like, over the top. Like, it, yeah. it has the title in the name. Like The world it, will meet a... you halfway, which is a line yeah. in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Well, and like this, this came to mind because of all the like, you know, pseudo philosophical bullshit that like Sylvester Stallone drops on his kid in it. Also, yeah. the kid is a huge piece of shit. The kid uh, is an asshole. Fuck that kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kid switches the on a dime this, He just so leaves fast. him in a truck stop and yeah. is like, fuck off, little kid. <laughs> Make up your mind. Do you hate me or do you love the fact that I let you drive a truck? Fuck off yeah uh i also think one of my favorite scenes of all movie history is when he's explaining his process for for the tournament where he's like i turn my hat around and it's like i'm a machine it's like i'm like a truck (laughs) so i i'm pretty sure everybody was really drunk when they did all those scenes and me and nicole spent all morning saying the guy has no shit in business at my tournament (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, like, how do you put in, like, 15, 20 minutes of just close-ups of dudes, like, looking like they're about to shit their pants, like, just grunting and, like, play it all, like, straight and, like, this was just a regular action movie. They They were not in on the joke. The other two movies that we're about to talk about, I think that they were in on the joke. Sly was not. Did no, um, I, I can't find the quote right now on IMDb, but I was looking for it. I found it earlier today where he was saying, I wouldn't have done the movie, but they offered me enough money and I said, to hell with it. No one will see it. <laughs> they talk Wait. about this film a lot in the Canon uh documentary. Oh, I saw uh, that which one. I suggest people yeah, see. Yeah. Um, but this was Canon Group's like big attempt to get like this huge action star to do something, but they did a family drama and yeah, it just ended up weird like this, but I loved this movie too. Like I found this so enjoyable for the entire duration because it goes back and forth between these incredibly melodramatic vibes. Like you're right. Fuck this kid. But I love the character like of the kid in the movie because he's so perfectly just annoying and punchable uh, and then goes you know <laughs> like and like for real, for real. yeah and so i just i loved how it goes back and forth between those melodramatic parts to i have to say the scenes at the final arm wrestling tournament are some of the most intense for lack of a better phrase over the top fucking like <laughs> acting and like behaving in action films shit i've ever seen i don't know if that sentence made sense but it was so insane those scenes they have that um 
part at the beginning of the arm wrestling tournament where they go through a like a montage of all these things yeah. like people barking at each other people drinking gasoline and then screaming like uh like just all these bizarre sorts of scenes it's uh I loved it. This this movie is hysterical, but in the music especially is good. Oh, that song yeah. during the montage where it's like winners take it all, losers take a fall, yeah. like uh is <laughs> wonderful. What's weird then, too is that yeah. there's we were talking about the music in it and there's a, there's a song where it's like when you and I start to fly or whatever. It plays it like it's supposed to be like a romantic like they plays a father son like like relationship almost like a romantic like hallmark thing where it's like i'll always come back no you won't i'll always come back but then this music's like playing like music that's not about a father and son that's about a relationship and we're like what the fuck's <laughs> happening here it's, like, like, it's so well, weird i like how they also just shoehorn all of this trucker shit into this movie yeah because like they're like oh yeah that one of the prizes is a truck and also like hawk comes from our truckers division. I I, i'm pretty sure sylvester stallone was drunk when he shot that because like i just i need the truck like i think he forgot his line yeah. he has Um, a writing credit on this so he can't pretend that he didn't want this exactly really yeah yeah oh man because according to imdb he has separated himself from this pretty hard yeah that's that's because he he knows what it is (laughs) with the truckers division how much did you love his little arm workout thing that he had into his truck yes. (laughs) yes that was great Oh, well, it also it sidestepped the the 80s you know divorce storyline minefield they're like oh we're gonna not make her an asshole we're just gonna kill her like 40 right. minutes in the movie no i was like so confused where it's like his mother wants him to go but his grandfather i'm like what's happening here and then he cuts to her yeah. being in a hospital bed and i'm like whoa okay hold on <laughs> where are we going with this <laughs> yeah, yeah this this is one of the best unintentional comedies that i can think oh, of man. this decade this was a blast to watch yeah. Also, while we're on the topic, going over the top is just trying to break a dude's thumb. It's it's illegal. You're not going to win any th- or arm wrestling competitions. You're just being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> but like they also say over the top, like this is the over the top part of yeah. the match. And it's like, oh, your secret's not that good. You know, like that part in a movie where they say the title of the movie and you go, ah, uh, there we are. They say yep. it 80 times in this movie. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and they finish in, with a song. The, yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing that is um, like that is a hallmark of '80s movies is that it finishes with a title song. Yeah, totally. Well, no, it ends with "In This Country," the Bruce Springsteen one that I was really glad to hear come back again because uh, I was oh, yeah. it throughout the entire movie leading up to that. Nicole was like doing laundry, and she's like, "What are you singing?" I'm like, "The best song I've ever heard." Uh, so, um, but one other thing we want to I want to bring up: we're gonna create a drinking game. We're gonna watch this movie again where they explain the elimination rules to this because they bring it up like nine times where yeah. it's like, well, hey, yeah, just it's so like, you know, like, it's a double elimination. Double so elimination. Can show and then once. the best, the last one, he literally goes, and just so we're completely clear, so everyone knows, <laughs> like the narrator says that. <laughs> they say, I don't like, know if I wasn't times. paying attention, but does the guy that he beats in the end of us I don't lose know. a different match? Because I, I think he only has one. I, I he very much he does not lose one because they make a point of saying that he hadn't lost in like five years so so then <laughs> no i don't so they need to go again 
They need to go again. <laughs> Over the top two. Sly's making all these sequels. Sly's making all these sequels. Maybe there Over was the a deleted two. scene. Maybe there was a deleted scene where after he headbutted it, goes, that's one of your rounds. <laughs> That should have been. Yeah, I am so glad that you guys joined me for this journey. That was fun. <laughs> that was a good one. All right, you're up. Or you're up, uh, Sam. Ah, uh, crap. Well, to be fair, I didn't pick any of these movies, so I have no. All three movies I watched for the first time. So yeah, full my disclosure: movie, we assigned Commando to Sam. Yeah, you. I, I was just gonna pick Predator because I was lazy. Um, I mean that's also dad action, but he's not a dad in it. But he's not a dad in it, so I get it. Uh, so Commando. I don't know how to explain this movie. Because um, honestly, the plot's really confusing. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger used to be somebody in the army who probably did assassinations. We're going to assume army rangers. Uh, people in his unit start getting killed off. And uh, the army drops off two useless guards. Oh, also, this movie wouldn't exist today because of cell phones. Because yeah. they have like a ticking <laughs> clock of when a plane is supposed to arrive. Instead of someone just saying a message, <laughs> being like, dude, why haven't you respond? Okay, something's wrong. Or, or hey, He's dude's not here. Tired. So, <laughs> um, but Life this was is... far more complicated before cell phones. You're right. So far this more... movie, we had a great time with. So it's like basically Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I, I can't even remember. Was he like picked because they wanted him to assassinate somebody? No, he was picked because he was like this t- the toughest guy in the unit. Right, but like they were going, but like he was on the plane to kill somebody, right? To go no, no, oh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, they, yeah. They were yeah. they were trying to use him to kill the leader of used, a non-existent. And they used his daughter as leverage, but then he just was like, "Fuck that! I'm just gonna get my daughter back." Um, yeah, he he goes all Liam Neeson before that was even a thing. right. So what I like about this movie is that it's fairly mindless, uh, but has this strong it's basically just like family i need my family back go get family and then that's that's the movie when you were talking about cars over yeah Yeah. there's a bunch of weird shit at the beginning that's like here's all this stuff uh i love the scene one of my favorite parts in the whole movie because i just like weird arnold schwarzenegger is uh, i love watching him and Alyssa milano play together uh i didn't know that was her until the end and wow she did a great job yeah him and his daughter playing together those scenes just make me laugh because arnold schwarzenegger looks so awkward and big and huge next to her and he just doesn't look like a gentle person and so all (laughs) him them like feeding the deer makes me laugh oh my god i was uh, like is that not a meme because eating the ice cream like makes me laugh all of it like i don't know he he tries to look like he's low-key and you know that like everything is is you know relaxed and effortless and it's just so not happening like you're just like you look so awkward arnold (laughs) although i will say there's two things that this and over the top have in common which is uh teaching the child a thing where uh they teach the kid how to drive in over the top and that's how he gets to the arm wrestling term tournament this one you see a tiny little bit of him teaching his daughter how to do karate movies in the opening credits like right after he feeds the deer and i'm like right. that might come in handy later also you will never get that steel drum solo out of your head it is there forever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like my my wife noticed that as we were watching she's like that song just keeps playing i'm like yeah, yeah it's yeah. awesome it's great. Also, the uh, the picking up the phone booth and then just chucking the okay. dude. Like, that is yeah, a chef's so, kiss moment. 
this is kind of like a he's like almost like john wick uh but muscle bound instead and like it's almost the precursor for movies like that and just how relentless he is action you know like in terms of just beating the hell out of people and doing anything he needs to do and it's just this short ticking clock you know that he's on and um i don't know i like the momentum of this movie a lot uh that's that's one of the things i like quite about it part of what i like about it is i left this movie wondering like either he just read everything from the script and then just acted it out or like this was the start of arnold being in on his own joke and i I honestly can't tell which it is like it it seems like 50 50 to me it feels like the plot is working off of arnold like arnold's gonna do these things and we're just gonna make the plot kind of work with whatever arnold is doing (laughs) like when you're watching the movie it's like he's gonna get into a car wreck why just so he can flip the car over yeah. you know like well also a right. lot of your favorite arnold quips show up in this movie yeah. like all the big ones are there mm-hmm. uh also that gun store scene is the most american thing i have seen committed to celluloid ever could not agree more man also like i i like she she starts out as a little bit of like the damsel in distress uh but but the She's female lead in this yeah she she's a badass by the end of it and yeah. like flies the seaplane off into the sunset like she's Wait, cool well She's kind of cool, relatively speaking, for like an 80s lady. Like uh, she, yeah. uh, she's yeah. still, my wife watched this with me and she kept saying, why the hell is she going with him? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, like, yeah. That, uh, that is like... a huge question. <laughs> but Radon Chung is awesome in the role uh, completely there is this funny part where like another one that I like is when he's in the Speedo um and like he's walking up uh that that part makes me laugh but also there's this part at the very end where he walks back with his daughter up to the plane and radon chong like hugs her and it almost felt like this moment like hi i'm your mom now your dad and yeah. i fell in love yeah. today yeah hi it, it, it's just that typical like 80s like we we've robbed now fallen in, arm- in love because of action yeah we robbed an <laughs> army surplus door and you know, your dad knew about a secret button that all army surplus doors have. And then, <laughs> and then Chekhov's missile launcher came into play. Yeah. <laughs> Funny well, story. First time, wrong way. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also like that when he flips the Porsche back over, it's magically fixed. Yeah. Like, he's been crushing the side of this car for like 10 minutes before. And then he flips it over. It's a immaculate Porsche. <laughs> I think this movie is one that like a lot of people think going in that they're not going to like and then find themselves enjoying. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought it was going to be like Rambo because you see the cover art and I'm like, oh, he's going to be in the jungle. He's going to be fighting terrorists. And it's like, no, yep. he's just hopping around LA, flipping cars over and throwing phone booths. So. As you do. As you do. <laughs> well, Commando, remember when I said I would talk about you last? I lied. <laughs> Sudden death. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're back and we're here with my last one. Uh, one person's opinion has already been been kind of let out of the bag on this. So the, uh, I'm, I'm interested. So my movie is Jean-Claude Van Damme's Die Hard ripoff, Sudden Death. Uh, so a dad who has uh, gone through a traumatic event and is down on his luck and has lost a lot of his life gets an opportunity to bring his two kids to a Stanley Cup finals game where he is the fire marshal 
and terrorists take over the final game of the Stanley Cup finals to kidnap the vice president and get 1.7 like tr- billion dollars uh, transferred into uh, their bank accounts. And I like this film a lot. Uh, I am a uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme enthusiast. Uh, but he is not for everyone. And so we're going to go to uh, Sam first. What do you think about this movie? I did not like this movie. <laughs> um, okay, fair enough. Uh, I did not like it in I, a house. What I didn't like about it was, uh, it's hard to put your finger on, really. I mean, there, there are certain scenes that I obviously loved. And at one point, I was like, oh, we're going to get there. This is super fun. Cool. Right on. It, did, it just didn't deliver. The kid stuff didn't deliver. Um, it's way too long. This movie is 20 minutes of garbage that needs to be cut out, in my opinion. In my opinion. Um, again, I don't like um, shitting on stuff that especially i know my friends love um it's also in that terrible uh gray area of i love bad action movies like miami connection samurai cop like you know the classic you know mannequin being thrown off a building kind of thing this falls in that weird gray area of where it's a budget two steps above you know where it's like it looks a little better there's still bad green screen um, they're still and like action does nothing for me. So like a fight scene does nothing for me unless it's they're bringing Even something else to the table. So um, so yeah, this movie just didn't work for me. And um, I, I will say major props to Powers Boost because I know he's going to come up later, and he's not the problem at all. So yeah, weird that that is a, a spot uh, where we disagree because. He is like I have nothing against him, but I think he is the only thing that holds this movie back to me. Really? See, I oh, disagree wow. with that point. I, I'm too. with Todd on this hard. Yeah. I love, I actually love Powers Booth in this. Like I know that you you're gonna say he's not Alan Rickman, but you're right. He does, but he's not Alan Rickman. He's fucking Powers Booth. What I like about him is he's super confident. Like he's just like, yeah. And I'm just gonna he's like, it won't go through. And then I'll just kill people. So what are you gonna do about that? And I was like, that's cool. You know, like he was a good bad guy. I like when he looks at the little girl and he says, you want me to put, how about I put spiders in your mouth? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I like how he's like, I think we all could agree. We like the mayor's wife the least. And he's like talking to us, the audience. I'm like, okay, that's cool. He's in that great uh, disguise at the end. There's that reveal yes. where you see oh, him. Horrible. Where... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Horrible. The, the Karen wig. If there was a Karen wig for, at a Halloween store, that would be it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. he looks like your average Canadian citizen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to alienate our friends up north. <laughs> right. So wait, but Rich, besides Powers Booth, you like this movie, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, love yeah. this movie. The only thing, like, I wish that they would have fully committed to ripping off Die Hard and made like John Claude Van Damme's name like Lejean McLean or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, like, I I love that they actually you know commit to basically doing a shot for shot remake, almost just in the most Canadian ways possible. Yeah. Like we finished. <laughs> Exactly the same the the setups like all of it, it's so ridiculous where else yeah. are you gonna get lines like uh are you guys democrats or republicans neither we're canadians <laughs> uh, yeah. 
right off the bat, I like that they establish that the president is too important to go to the Stanley Cup game. Yeah. So the best they can do is the VP. And like you're, nobody, nobody gives a shit. You're right. What a bizarre fucking decision to make it the vice president instead yeah. of the president of the United States. But yeah. <laughs> I, I also like that, like early on, like that scene with the chef, as as they, you know, like extort him with his wife to get access to them. Like mm-hmm. that scene plays out as, as though there aren't like ten people staring at their faces while it's happening. No, nothing right. suspicious. Oh, yeah, that's that's my guy, and like they're <laughs> looking at each other, and it's just super awkward, and you can tell these people have never been around each other ever, and the like, su- secret service is like, yeah. This looks right. Let's go with this. The Secret Service does not do their job in this movie very well. And then, okay, well, it makes sense that you find out later. Spoilers, right? Um, um that yeah. one of the secret, sa- the main Secret Service guy is in on it, and has kind of an unceremonious death. Um, but either way, um, yeah. So, like, the Secret Service is so bad, and I understand that technology is not where it is now. But sure. like they could have radioed in each other and be like, I'm sure they had checkpoints where it's like, hey, if Steven doesn't check in at 0800 hours, then shit's going to go down. Right. You yeah. know, and it's like, okay. Uh, certainly there are details of this movie that don't make sense. I yeah. would agree just with that. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. just a couple. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is you, I, I know you say you're not into action. So, like, what about Rich? There are great action scenes in this movie, don't oh, yeah. you think? Like, like the fight the, the with mascot the mascot fight. fight? Okay, yeah. no, that that's the one I actually enjoyed. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Yeah. How about like, a zamboni full of dead up. bodies? Yeah, <laughs> I was. That's when I thought I was into the film. It's, but it was like a twenty-minute section. Ah, okay. I I don't know. I liked different parts. The that fight is something that especially sticks out to me. Oh, it's fantastic. I, yeah. We we have to talk about the mascot fight. It's like it's like the family guy chicken fight, but come to life. Or yeah. like, you know, like it's it's what it starts like even you have better. a headwoman. Like, I'm like, is this progressive? And then by the end of it, I'm like, no, this is definitely not progressive. No, no. <laughs> and you can see the man, like the um the body double of like the the stunt actor. It's clearly a man's hand because there's hair all over it with glue on fingernails going yeah. across like the chef's table. That's when yeah. I was like, I'm in, you know? Yeah. So uh, to me, yeah. what do you get? What do you guys think about Jean-Claude Van Damme in general? Because this is a random like confession to make, I guess, on the show. I've seen Jean-Claude Van Damme in 57 films, uh, like which is basically almost all of his films. I one day just decided I'm going to I like this guy. I'm going to see all of them. And I watched all of them in about a year. So I have this kind of obsession with his persona. I just think he's a good action star, but I'm curious what people think about him. If you don't like him, that's fine too. I just find him interesting and charming as a lead man. So I think that contributes to my enjoyment of the film in ways that if you just aren't into him would make sense that you wouldn't like. I managed to spend 33 years of my life not being a fan of the muscles from Brussels. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to admit, like my my newfound fandom of JCVD is at least like 60% your fault, Todd. <laughs> like I, I remember liking blood sport and that was it. And yeah, like through some of the movies you have had me watch, I, I get it now. I oh, I'm great. of the fan club. 
I don't have the card yet, but yeah. Um, I have not spent as much time in person with Todd, so or any time in person with Todd. So I have zero uh uh things about John Claude Van Damme. I don't like him. I think he's <laughs> terrible. Hello, I'm John Cod John Claude Van Damme, American citizen. Like his accent <laughs> is so not American. And then like, but we're supposed to be like, this is an American story, you know? Yes. And it's like, yeah, no, it's not happening. I, I will take this moment to thank you on behalf of the rest of the podcast for, for sticking through, through these movies. Yeah, like, I am. Uh, yeah this, this movie, it is all over the place. And like they, uh, I didn't realize this until I was, was looking this up on IMDb, but Todd, did you know that they remade this movie in 2020 with Michael Jai White? No. Yeah, Seriously? it's called Welcome to Sudden Death, and it's the same setup, but at a basketball game. No. Oh, God, I got to watch it came that. Out last year. It came out during the pandemic. Yeah, we need to watch this. Can I okay. bow out? Can this be a two-off? <laughs> yeah, no, you don't have to watch that. We, you don't have to watch that. We'll watch that. Thank you. But, like, I, some of the choices that they make in this movie are so ridiculous. Like, the Zamboni full of dead people. That the was parking awesome. lot full of explosions the the let him play moment where like he takes the ice in the 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 goalie's uniform pretending as though you're not going to get the worst flu of your life getting the pads on of a dude that has 104 degree fever and then he just takes the ice and it is that cheesy like cartoon moment of like let him play and becomes rudy for just a moment there that was that part See, it's so funny. That was like the shit I was like, cut that out. Like, no one's like, when you watch Die Hard, you're not like, oh, he's in a business building. At some point, he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me land this Thailand deal. Hold on. Well, there's also a <laughs> It's not necessary. <laughs> After he is like the real guy and JCVD in his pads have been taken off the ice. There is a cut of a goalie making a save and you can clearly see Tolliver on the name on like the back of the yeah. Jersey. And it was just like, did no one catch this? Like, no. <laughs> but yeah, it, there was some real bad green screen for that uh, helicopter scene. Oh, okay. So yeah. This is actually my biggest problem. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> once, once he took the ice in, in the uniform, I was just waiting for the moment where they're like, Hey, there's nothing in the NHL rules that say that a dog can't play. We brought that up <laughs> as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It we, really we feels for a moment yeah. like it's headed in that sort yeah. of direction. Sure did. But then like they have all these like weird, like, like MacGyver, like knockoff gadgets that he does yeah. because he's a firefighter and not a cop. And like they can't have him fire a gun. So instead he makes a wrist gun that shoots yeah. darts. <laughs> I love the wrist gun personally. Oh, but, I yeah. love it all, but it's it's so ridiculous <laughs> that yeah. <laughs> the only thing that was missing for me is they needed a song called "Sudden Death" that starts with the end credits and yeah, yeah. And no, like, I agree. It's a real ACB missed opportunity. Has a harmonica solo in it or something. That's funny. I will admit this, Sam, when I watched these three films, even though this is the one I recommended, I rated them all the, about the same, actually, but this is probably was my least favorite on rewatch, in part oh, yeah. because if you don't 
especially if you don't like this genre and you have two 90 minute films. And then I say, here's an hour and 50 minute film. I get that that has like an extra oomph to it as well. Yeah. And I, I think I felt it even cause I watched them all in a row. This uh, was actually and- the first one we watched. So it was all like okay. easy sailing for after that. But yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I, I'm sorry. It was rough for you, no, but okay. you know, I had to watch Blair Witch. So <laughs> <laughs> take that Todd twenty minutes and shove it up my ass is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, oh, there there was definitely a point like towards the end where like I got up to start fair, fair. Talk, talk about fair. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like towards the end of this movie, like I got up for a bit to like start like just doing like household shit. And like eventually, I was like, "Wait, no, let's 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 sit down and finish Sudden Death." And I was actually really glad that I did because those last couple minutes are bangers. I love the last couple minutes. Per like, I I just think it's creative and funny, and like I love. I thought it was schlocky appropriately. Like, yeah, um, and like the song, yeah. like I didn't that, move, Dad. I didn't that move, was Dad. Great. That was great. <laughs> I actually did like that. And I did like the eye contact as Powers Boost was like descending, like slow mo yeah. slash. Also, well, like that's the just like they ripped blades, that scene off. Also, completely. the helicopter blades became as narrow as the helicopter. Yeah. At some point, in case you guys didn't notice, the toy helicopter, <laughs> the toy helicopter that they dropped down the model, their blades became as narrow as the opening. So. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know. I liked Canada's Die Hard. I, I did too. I did too. I like talking about Canada's Die Hard with two of my friends. But as far as That's the movie fair. itself, no. Sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that one off of dad action to the deadening. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, guys. This was good chat. This was a good chat. Mm-hmm. Well, gang um thank you very much for listening to this episode uh please um follow us or rate and subscribe on itunes and even if it's you know just give us a rating and subscribe please talk us on all of your friends and send us money yeah (laughs) but yeah you can um please check out my other podcast screaming celluloid at some point we're going to do a crossover and a guest spot with each of you i'm sure and also, um, find me on Letterboxd. I am at Becker Sam. I'm the Grumpy GM. I'm at Juggernaut323. All right, watch the movies, guys. Watch the movies. Watch the movies. All right, Take bye. Care.